everybody and welcome back to Rascal Graphs. I am one half. Uh, well, I think that was a uh, guy arc contemplating. It was just the day I come back to the server and he decided, no, no, I don't think so. And true. You know, guy arc gave up on us and I, you know, I still feel those effects. He did just about uh, two months ago and uh, it hurts to this day emotionally. Yeah, man. Severe abandonment. Severe abandonment issues. I feel like we should just kind of take him out of the server, but whatever. I have faith one day he'll come back. One day. Yeah. So back to the the intro. Yeah, one half of your Rassograph's team, Chris, joined by that dude over there. Yeah. And today we're here to talk about AEW Revolution. 2022, 12 matches of just fun and ring action, I'd say. Yeah, the show was busting, man. Everything hit on this show. Yeah. I mean, even the matches you might not have been looking forward to, like uh, the Tornado Tag or maybe the Jay Gargill match, and, you know, those things delivered. You gotta say. It was a proper amount of violence. Everything was really good in ring action. I enjoyed it. I mean, the only problem was that it was just a long show overall. Yeah, I mean, that's what you, unfortunately, that's kind of the, the thing you expect these days, you know. And AW shows coming up, and like, all right, I gotta get a whole, I gotta get my dinner over here. I gotta, you know, get in a very comfortable spot. I can't move. I gotta plan out bathroom breaks accordingly. It's a rough time. I just wish it was the length of a takeover show. Takeovers is still some of my favorite shows because they were just five matches, regardless of what was going on in the show. There were two and a half hours every time. It was always nice. Yeah. But uh, there were some interesting uh, surprises on this show that also kept us, you know, awake. Right. Because, I mean, after every match, uh, I was just kind of, I was getting tired and tired. I'll say I didn't get too tired until the uh, beginning of the Moxley match, just because by that point it was like nine matches deep, you know, it's like 11 o'clock, like 10.30. Yep. Are we doing uh, right now? We... Oh, I don't think so, no. I think we're good. Okay, we're good. Very cool. I don't mind just stalling for I see, like, you were answering me like one second afterwards. Okay. Well, there was no Jeff Hardy on this show. Spoiler alert. Uh, anyway, Chris had a bacon chocolate milkshake during the show, I think. And he said that shit was good. Right, back. Okay. I exposed. Got exposed. Exposed for what? Drinking a bacon chocolate milkshake. Yeah, you know, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes you go to uh, Five Guys and you get curious what they got on the menu. You know, I'm gonna, I'm trying to get that as well, honestly. But I don't know. Where, there's no Five Guys near me right now. That's unfortunate, man. It's not like I went to Five I'd Guys and go got the artery annihilator. I have to go to Brooklyn and order it. It's not like I walked into McDonald's and said, hey, man, can I get that big gangbang? You know, it's not, it's not that embarrassing. 
Yeah. I mean, imagine walking up to the counter and just, just saying that. Imagine walking up to the counter and then boy doesn't know how to touch him. Now he just thinks it's a prank on YouTube. It's a TikTok prank. No, I wouldn't have a camera. I wouldn't have a camera. It's a hidden camera. At all. Pal. Hidden camera. I'd walk in late at night, 12 a.m. Probably still open then. Well, that's your, that's your excuse, man. though, man. You have to have the camera. Because that's your excuse, no. man. Because what if he doesn't get it? What if he has no idea what you're talking about? Man, what, you want to argue if you're like, it's just a prank, bro. Ha ha. And then you run out, right? And then you're not actually video recording it, but he doesn't know that. He sees a camera pointing at him. It's awkward regardless, I think. Well, yeah, but I mean, at least you have an excuse. What? What? Oh, we got 12 matches on this show. We'll think about this later. Figure out the proper way to order the McGang Bank from McDonald's. So Tony Khan Let's see how the comments how you would said, He said he owns Ring of Honor. That's what Tony Khan said. That was a, a different show. Oh. What show are we reviewing? Talking about Revolution from yesterday. Revo oh, yeah, okay. Okay. All right, so it starts off. Like we're gonna... I, got less, I got less sleep than usual. Okay. All right, well, we're going to start off here. Quick recap on the buy-in. Just because, you know, nothing too crazy happened there. I could run down this quick. That starts off here. Layla Hirsch beats Chris Statlander. Hook, everyone's favorite, uh, beats QT Marshall. And the House of Black have a fantastic match with Death Triangle and Eric Redbeard. Yeah, honestly, this shit, um, the buy-in was good. Uh, Layla Hirsch and Chris Tanlander was okay. Uh, Hook always delivers. He's always a great wrestler. Um, of course, he probably should work on some stuff, but it's fine. And uh, Rowan actually really impressed, to be honest. Or Eric Redbeard, I guess. Yeah, some impressive stuff. A lot of cool spots with Brody King in there. I really enjoyed. Oh, yeah. Plus, you know, Buddy Matthews and Palatine Black. We haven't seen much of. We haven't seen much of Brody King in AEW. Right, and just being all six of these guys actually just having a really fun time, having a great match. I I was all for it. Yeah. Um, that covers the pre-show. Yes, we get to the main card. Uh, Eddie Kingston versus Chris Jericho. Probably my favorite Jericho match in a long time, I would say. I don't know if you agree with that. Uh, yeah. I, I actually would agree with that. I have not been into Chris Jericho recently, especially with what he, um, he was doing with... What's his face? The UFC guy? Uh, Lambert. Dan Lambert, yeah. Um, especially with what he was doing with that. That was a whole terrible storyline. That kind of... Ruined him in my eyes a little bit, and otherwise he he hasn't been doing much with the inner circle either. So, and when he was doing stuff with the inner circle, it was getting stale so quickly. So overall, this was definitely a nice little match that made me remember how good he actually is. Yeah, and even better, Eddie Kingston finally gets one of his big wins on a pay per view. So that's also nice. I'm happy to see yeah, that. Eddie Kingston finally wins a big match. And apparently, this is the biggest match in his AEW career. At least the biggest match he's won. I don't know the biggest match in general. 
No, I think the biggest match in his AEW career. Yeah, I mean, he had a match for the AEW Championship. He, biggest win in AEW career? Yeah, biggest win. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's what I meant. That okay. makes more sense. Okay. Biggest win. That's what Excalibur said. But also, yeah. I think I said that it took this long to get his biggest win in AEW. I, I agree with that. I didn't appreciate the style they were going for, which is tossing him in title matches, knowing he wouldn't win. That really kind of bothered me. Yeah, I really feel like they should push him up to the world title position type thing, or world, world title contention level. Yeah. I mean, I could agree with that. I could see him going there maybe later. I don't know if he's going to do that with Hangman. I personally will get into that later. But. Uh, or maybe he I just think wins go the TNT direction. title. I, mean, that would, I feel like him winning the TNT title would be really good. I'd be fine with that after you get the uh, uh, well, spoilers, of course, the war list stuff out of the way. I'd be fine with that. Yeah. Right, so that's, I guess that's next that up. for that match. Yeah, so next up here, we get to Jurassic Express versus Red Dragon and Young Bucks. I think a really fun match. Oh, uh, yeah. Honestly, yeah, this was a really fun match. I mean, the, you have two of the best or three of the best tag teams in wrestling right now. So, I mean, you can't really expect any less than what they gave. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, going into this, I wasn't the biggest uh, fan of Jurassic Express, at least at this point in time. I just... In this match, they were the least interesting thing to me. But overall, they ended up winning. And I don't, I don't really mind that because they had a great showing in the match. And you could set up a nice Red Dragon versus Young Bucks feud going forward if you want. Yeah. Honestly, I think... Uh, I thought Red Dragon or the Young Bucks were actually going to take the titles here. Because I really didn't see them doing anything with uh, Jurassic Express after this match. Yeah, I do agree with that. But um, I guess I'm fine either way. They're not really the most interesting with Christian either. Not Christian. I think Christian's just sabotaging them from the inside personally. He's just going in there. He's like, look, man, I'm part of the team, right? Dinosaurs are cool and everything. But, you know, on the outside, or on the inside, he's doing something different, I think. You think they tricked them into believing he's Marco Stunt? Um, you know, Luchasaurus just said, you know what? You're pretty short, man. I don't see a difference. Do you think that you brainwashed them? Yeah, it's magical because you playing, of course, brainwashes some people sometimes. It's just so damn good. It might be the, it might be the case. Maybe he even sang for them, and they were like, "Wow, you sound just like Marco Stunt." I think he walked up and they said, "Marco, you look kind of different." And he said, "Oh, well, I did get a haircut yesterday." And he said, "Oh, you know, that's pretty true. I do notice that." I'm Marco. But in the future. Wait, what the fuck? My name is Marco after I changed my name to Christian and got a haircut. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. You dyed my hair, got taller. It was, it was actually insane. You know how people get shorter when they get old? No, but not me. Got tall. All right. So next up here. Fun fact, thanks to Wikipedia. William Hobbs' uh, name in real life is William Hobson. I did not know that. I didn't know that either, actually. Wait, who said that? Wikipedia. Oh, okay. I mean, Wikipedia, Wikipedia has all the answers, like, you know, 
I don't know. What, what was it? Like CM Punk is Tony Khan's father or some shit? That is true. They did say that once. It's pretty good. something like that. Yeah. You know, they have a lot that of helpful very... things. That was such a random thing that I just came up on right there. Like on that day. I was like, we were just looking up Tony Khan, Wikipedia, and boom. Someone edited that shit. Yeah, it's it's just sometimes they give me a little tweet treat on Wikipedia there. It's really nice of them, honestly. Yeah, a little tweet on Wikipedia. But yeah, thanks, big shout out to them, of course, for uh, having the results there so I can go to the match order. But uh, before we get to the next match, I'm pretty sure we skipped over it already by accident. Uh, Shane Strickland, signed with AEW. But would that happen early in the show? I think it was after the second match, but it's not on here. So. Okay. Yeah. Or maybe it's right here. I don't know. Who knows? They kind of spoiled it with the clipboard early. They kind of. They kind of did. But um, but it it was still a cool little surprise that I didn't expect them to do. Like a, I mean, they did that with Jay Lethal last time. Last pay-per-view. The same exact style as well. So if this is just a read, like if this just happens on every single pay per view, I'll be down for that. That would be cool with that. Hopefully, though, uh, Shane Strickland's over on AW goes a lot better than uh, Jay Lethal's runs going currently. Hopefully, I think it will be actually. I think he has a place in AW. I mean, that maybe Jay Lethal. I mean, I don't know, man. Jay Lethal probably does too, but I I, I see more promise in Shane Strickland than Jay Lethal. Yeah, I could agree with that, longevity-wise. Yeah. Right. Especially yeah. in the TNT title division, I think. Yeah, he could do some wonders there, I think. Yeah. All right, so match number three here on the card. Wardlow versus Keith Lee versus Orange Cassidy versus Powerhouse House versus Ricky Starks versus Christian Marco Stunt Cage. No ladder match. Uh, yeah, I mean, Christian wasn't going to win this shit. No, but it was fun to see him in a ladder match. It's for old time's sake. Uh, yeah, I guess so. I mean, Orange Cassie wasn't going to win. I mean, it was, it was, I was thinking Wardlow or Will Hobbs. I, I could agree with that, but props to AEW, though, for putting people in the match. Because usually you watch AEW and, you know, they put people in the match and you're like, you know, I would like this person or this person to win. I really wouldn't want the other person to win. But in this match, you know, there's people there. It's like, I mean, there's people I want to win less than others. I'd be fine with it regardless. Yeah, I think that's just how this was. It was kind of like, you know, I would be okay with all these people winning. But, I mean, there was only, I, I kind of saw more, like, they'd probably go with a couple, like, maybe Will Hobbs, Wardlow, or Keith Lee is what I was thinking. And Keith Lee, he just came into the company. So they might do that because they've done that with other people, but. They actually picked the right choice, I think, at the end of the day. Right, they went with Wardlow at the, the end. The thing is, Wardlow, Wardlow has so much going for him right now with the MJF shit that it makes more sense for him to be the guy than Will, Will Hobbs at this moment. Yeah, I think MJF potentially screwing Wardlow out of the TNT title match uh, could be a good catalyst for that feud going forward. Yeah. Right, so. I knew some people wanted Cesaro to be in the match because he would grab the brass ring or whatever, but that's yeah, just, I... you know, that was just a hope of some people, you know? 
Yeah, I mean, I didn't have my expectations up too high. I mean, we didn't get yeah, Cesaro. I didn't, really, I didn't expect much. Yeah, we didn't get Cesaro. We did get um the start of a long, uh, long night long angle of Team Dan Lambert sitting in the stadium watching the matches in the show. Uh, for what reason? I mean, yeah, Scorpio Sky is going to challenge for the TNT title. Yeah, I, I get that. I guess maybe scoping up future competition. But I mean, I don't know. It just felt kind of weird. Uh, yeah, I did feel the same. I mean, anything with Dan Lambert feels kind of weird. It makes you uncomfortable because it means you get more Dan Lambert, really, and that's that's always a downer. I was afraid he was going to stand up with a microphone and talk. That would be the worst thing. If they had Dan Lambert sit there and talk the entire time, it would have ruined the match for me personally. Yeah. But, uh, you know, overall, some great in-ring action in this match, as there's been all night so far up to this point. And I think the end spot, of course, with Ricky Starks looked kind of messy. Uh, hopefully he's doing all right. That bump look kind of oh, rough. Yeah, that was fucking that was terrible, man. That was absolutely the roughest bump I've seen. Well, not I've seen. You know, there's pretty there was rough bumps on this night in general, honestly. But and he so, just landed right on his neck, you know? It was kind of disgusting looking. Right. And it looked um it's pretty concerning, so hopefully he's doing all right. And the ladder did not snap, so I mean like, you've seen people like fold in half while the ladder snaps, but and she was yeah. just sturdy as a motherfucker. Did not snap whatsoever. Like I said yesterday when we were watching the show, I think it's not snapping in this case is probably for the best. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think what other people better. I think what WWE does, I think they do like like really like fake ladders, you know. Yeah, I'm sure they do. Yeah, that's just how it is. I think it's just wooden ladders, I think. That's Possible. It's possible. Yeah. That's just me thinking, though. I don't know. Yeah, I've never right. been backstage when they're sending the letters. They're like, this one's wooden, this one's metal. Anyone can confirm, drop a comment down below, please. Let us know about that. Yeah, WWE but, staff member, you leave down below your comment. If that is for now, going on to Jade Cargill defending her TBS title successfully against Take Auntie. And, uh, yeah. Pretty nice match. Pretty decent. Yeah, I love the fast paced at like a uh, fast paced thing they went for here. I think it was really good. They started off with a kiss and they worked really well together actually. Like it was actually pretty surprising how well they yeah. worked together. Yeah, they started off with a uh, Jade Cargill kissing Tay Conti or as I like to call it the fan service angle. Uh I'm sure a lot of people are happy about that on Twitter. And uh from there they just had a really good match. Yeah, I mean honestly like and didn't take too, didn't take up too much of your time. It was actually the perfect like perfect amount of time for this match. So. Yeah, according to Wikipedia, it was six minutes and fifty seconds, so just under seven minutes. So not too long that's, at all. That's pretty fucking good, honestly. Right. Like not every match needs to be long. That's just how it is. No, yeah, um, there are matches here that got a good amount of length and they kind of deserved it, but there are other matches where. Of course, they need to go along. This is a good example of that. And thankfully, they kind of realized that. And they just say, no, we got a few minutes here. Let's just make the most out of it. And that's what they did. Sometimes they draw out, like, the match. Like, to the point where it has to go. 
Or it's when I think about the Cody match. Uh, yeah, a Cody match. Yeah. It's one of my least favorite matches in AEW, like um, the pay per view history they have, is Cody versus Lance Archer because that match itself slowed down the show so much and went on for like half an hour for no reason. Yeah. Honestly, I forgot about Lance Archer, man. Yeah, that Cody match didn't help. But, uh, true. I mean, he was on TV like two weeks ago or something. Yeah, losing to uh, Hangman and Page. Yeah. And I guess that's that for him, I guess. For now, yeah. He'll disappear into the same hole as a. For some championship randomly. Right, he'll disappear into the same hole as Brian Cage. We'll know where he went or where he's gone. So he just magically shows up again. It's just one black hole full of wrestlers. Just swirling around. Like, hey, what what are you do? What did you get in here? Oh, you know, I just sat in catering one day and they told me, hey, get in the black hole. I was like, oh, okay. What about now you, Brian? Uh, Tony caught me on the wiki. What's he have against Wikipedia? Yeah, it wasn't that kind of wiki. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyway, moving forward. Uh, CM Punk versus MJF, I think. Maybe my favorite match of the night is hard to say because there are some good ones, but one of my favorites definitely CM Punk vs. MJF in the dog color match. Me personally, I'd say this is my favorite match of the night. This match had a lot of story, a lot of brutality between these two. And uh, yeah, some great in ring action here. Like this match and then the main event, maybe. Right. But the main event, there was a lot, there was the, I don't know. It lacked something that this match had. And I think that was story. Yeah, story. Because this match has like um, seven months of build-up. I don't know about seven, but it's a long time. It's been building up for a long time. Amy Adam Page and Adam Cole have been building up for like two weeks. So it's really not a lot of time. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so I mean, it really started off hot when CM Punk started. uh, So MJF had his little entrance with the uh, copyright free music, right? But then CM Punk comes out with his ROH entrance, which was a nice little, nice little touch to this whole entire story in general. Yeah, not just the entrance, the gear as well, which is pretty cool the to see. The gear, the fucking jacket, everything was on point. Yeah, and um, I think the cherry on the top of this whole match, besides the brutality and all the fun stuff there, was the ending where Warlow ends up uh, coming out. MJF asks for the dynamite diamond ring. Wardlow pretends he can't find it until CM Punk is a GTS and he's like, oh, had it here the whole time. Passes to CM Punk and the match. Yo. I mean, does he keep the ring now? Is that how that works? Yeah, I mean, now you gotta win the match, I think. Okay, well, I mean, can you, can you just steal the ring from him? It's, just, it's a fucking ring, man. You can hide it wherever you want. I mean, you can steal it if you want. I don't know how it's it works. Like you belt. Where are you gonna put that? You know. I mean, that's pretty true. Well, you're just like putting your fucking jacket pocket. Like, oh, I don't have the ring. You know. It's not like that one guy who stole the AEW championship from Longhorn Steakhouse. You. But uh, yeah, overall, excited to see where the MJF and uh, Ward Lofield goes. I'm very interested in seeing where CM Punk goes next. Yeah, I'm excited as well. Uh, so typically it wouldn't matter to me 
but you did tell me to let you know if your dog started barking. I know, I know. I know. I have to, I, I'm probably going to go get him right now because he probably won't stop. All right. I'm going to stall for a little bit while you're doing that. At least I'll try yeah. to. I really hope my mic doesn't turn off, but we'll see. All right. I'm hoping that goes pretty good. Um, so, yeah. Um, well, I kind of start talking about the next match. I don't want to get too far into it without him being here. Because then it's going to throw off the whole flow of things. But, um, yeah, overall, I said the CM Punk MJF match. It's a really cool match in general. I really like the uh, fake out by MJF. We start out with the CM Punk theme. It guts his entrance. Really cool way to do that. Like I said previously, or I don't know if I said it before, but I've been to. Uh, please let us know down below your thoughts on this card in general. Let us know if you think it was a great show. If you think it was pretty average or pretty meh. Uh, we're interested in hearing about that. And, uh, yeah. That's going to be uh, something to look into if you guys do let us know. But, uh, yeah, I guess I'll start going forward here. Next up was Thunder Rosa versus Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. And, uh, yeah, it was a pretty, pretty good match. I really liked it. There was a lot of interference by Rebel and Jamie Hayda. Hater. And, um, in the end, it ends up costing Thunder Rosa the match. She had the match won a couple of times, but unfortunately, um, she wasn't able to beat Britt Baker due to, uh, the interference on the outside. So, yeah. Britt Baker retains the all-new Women's Championship. If you haven't seen this, there's plenty of pictures of it online, but it's um, it's a bigger, bigger belt. It's of an oval shape. It's more of a rectangle, uh, the belt. And uh, yeah, I definitely Delta. recommend you check it out. Yo. Yeah. Happy you're back. Yeah, I'm happy you're back. Okay. okay. Not going to lie to you. I was finishing off talking about the Dr. Britt Baker match. And I was kind of getting nervous there for a second. Not really. Okay. Wait, you yeah. started talking about the match? I, I read out stuff. So I was like, I started plugging, you know, stuff like, you know, let us know down below what you think of the show. And uh, talked a little bit more about the CM Punk MGF thing. I was like, uh, where do I go from here? I'll start talking about the Dr. Bird Baker match. We'll see where it goes from there. Yeah. Uh, what did you say about the match? Uh, word though about the MJF CM Punk match. Yeah, just the fact that uh, MJF did the whole fake out entrance thing. Oh yeah. But uh, after Gordon that, Dolph Ziggler before we got beaten by Ron Breaker. Everyone's favorite gimmick, the Dolph of the record scratch. Uh, oh, yeah. he used to come out dressed as other people. He did. He used to come out, make everyone feel incredibly disappointed. Yeah. What does he really dress up as, man? Definitely did Undertaker. I feel like there was a Shawn Michaels one in there. I feel like there was I mean, one. Yeah, he probably, I mean, he, he dressed like Shawn Michaels even when he wasn't dressed like Shawn Michaels. Right. Basically, it's Shawn Michaels when you think about it. He had the vest, he had the pants, he had the boots. But, uh, yeah, no respect. He had the ass. He was sexy. I didn't notice that in particular, but good for you. Uh, no, anyways. that's what he was doing, man. He was shaking his ass and shit. Oh, yeah, right. forgot him. he used to do that. Okay, yeah. yeah. He used to wiggle and whatnot. That was his gimmick. The ziggle wiggle. That's what they call it. I think that was a grim thing. He was on the show a couple times in the crowd. 
Oh yeah, John Cena teacher and everything. Yeah, but uh, he only anyways. wears it because everyone respects John Cena. Probably, probably. Or at least that's what I thought I saw him wearing. That could be terribly wrong. No, it sounds correct. Okay, cool. Uh, anywho, I when I got to the Britt Baker match, and John Cena's our biggest fan, right? Because he follows us on Twitter. He does. He follows my account, your account. He follows us just like everyone else should follow us, I think. Um, yeah. But yeah, overall, just talked about how in the Britt Baker match, it was a really solid match. Really good. But uh, Thunder Rosa couldn't win because of outside interference. Uh, yeah. Uh, I feel like Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa had a really good match, too. Yeah. I was starting to get tired at this point, though. I'm not going to lie to you. So I Everyone kind of does. Uh, a little bit, but I did get. I I was paying attention still at the same time. And the friendly. It was prediction. like I was half paying attention, half not, but I knew what was happening. Yeah, we had a friendly prediction going of whether or not uh, Britt Baker would hit three curve stumps, and it's one short of me being correct. So that's unfortunate. He had two, man. Or at least two attempts. Yeah, there could have been more. We we're both getting pretty tired by this point, but uh, yeah. Okay, so anyway, I'd say the most physical, most violent, non-stipulation match on this show, Moxley versus Brian, of course, two great wrestlers having a great match here. And uh, I mean, probably... the blood really started kicking when MJF and CM Punk was going at it. But... Yeah, there was uh, people who have blood in AEW, Punk, Moxley. There was blood everywhere on this show. And they draft go up in there. was getting bled on all day, every day. That was the one thing, though. They did miss the DraftKings logos in the corner, thankfully. Thank God. They wouldn't have oh, heard yeah. the end of it, man. Tony Khan would have been in the mud. Well, the Furious wouldn't they? Would cover up the D in DraftKings. It just said DraftKings. TK, explain this. It shows in the mat. Um, I can't explain that. I mean, yeah. it was a dog collar match. Or what now? Is that some sort of sex thing? No, it's it's a dog collar match, you know, two dudes in the ring. Oh, they get like dog collars around their neck. It sounds like a sex thing. No, it's not a sex thing. I tell, I'm telling you, it's like the brutalest shit ever. I go, sit down, we'll watch it. I'm not it. paying you to put sex on television, Tony. No, no, sit down, we'll watch it. There's nothing weird going on here. Come on. No, I'm not watching your weird stuff, Tony. Yeah, I'm going. Is AEW just a, is that just a front for your, your sex business? No, it's not. No, it's not what happened. Yeah, it's just well, one big con, Mr. Con. I... It's in your name. We should have known. Deal's off. Real match day, Lee. Close the door. All right, well. Anyways, Moxley and Brian Danielson have a great match here. Moxley ends up outsmarting Brian, uh, pinning him during a submission attempt. And these two start getting into it after the match, and that's when the debut of everyone's favorite NXT commissioner, William Regal, occurs. Yeah, man. I mean, I don't know where this is going to go, honestly, but I'm looking forward to it. So what happens here is they're fighting, and when the Regal comes out, he breaks it up, slaps them both in the face, and says, hey, no, we don't do that here. This might be a ring of honor now. Shake hands. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like, here's the thing I want to see. I want to see, I mean, he's clearly going to be a manager for their tag team, right? I would hope so. That sounds amazing. I want to see him be a GM of a ring of honor. That's what I want to see. I'd be cool with that, honestly. 
It just makes sense. I mean, he's a good GM on TV. Whenever they bring back Ring of Honor, I'd love to see that if that's the angle they go with. Yeah. But, I mean, honestly, this definitely surprised me. I, I really did forget about William Regal. I, I kind of forgot, too, till I saw him, that that was a possibility. Yeah. And, like, we listed, like, every other name except William Regal. Uh, well, it wasn't every other name. It was just, uh, there's Shane Strickland, there's Cesaro. There's Cesaro. <laughs> Cesaro is also Cesaro. here. Yeah. I mean, there are some Joe's also. Right. Wonder what's going on in him, by the way. I know he wasn't doing too good uh, physically, um, injury and everything. Yeah, I think he's a, he's fine right now. I think he's just chilling, is what I heard. It's good. He's just chilling uh, with his family and whatnot. It's good to Because he had COVID as well. I did forget about that, actually. Yeah. That's why I got stripped of the, t- the angsty title, I think. It wasn't that it wasn't an injury. I guess when it was an injury. I think he got COVID. I'm not sure, though. I could be wrong. I wasn't watching NXT at the time. Well, whatever it is, hopefully it's just doing well. Yeah. Uh, well, anyways, moving on. My least anticipated match on this card here, Darby Allen and Sammy Guevara and Sting versus the H the AHFO with Andrade, hey. Matt Hardy, and Isaiah Cassidy. And, you know, granted, I may have had my gripes about the triple threat not being here instead and this match being here. Yeah, but uh, it's really enjoyable. I had a great time with it. AHFO, what does it stand for? Andrade Hardy Family Office. Oh, okay. So that's a two-people office. Indeed. Well, no, it's a family and Andrade. That's an Andrade, Matt Hardy, etc. So there's more involved, actually, than just a couple. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I mean, who's really in the family, you know? Butcher Blade, Jack Evans, and Alico. Isaiah Cassie, and Mark Wynn, Bunny. Okay. Other That's names I forget about. Hell yeah. I think everyone's favorite highlight from this match, besides Sammy Guevara's awesome Spanish flight, it was um, Sting at 62 years old, jumping off the balcony onto... Um, Matt Hardy, I think, was it? Or Andrade? Putting him through uh, three yeah. tables. Yeah. Honestly, man, Sting is crazy at his age. This seems insane, man. Smash started off as a video package of Darby Allen crashing a car into the the funeral of the AHFO. Sting getting out and torching it with a flamethrower. Hey, what the fuck, man? That was crazy. How do you, how do you even record something like that? Yeah, I'll tell you right now, I probably enjoyed that more than the entire match. Honestly, I'd want to be there for the video shoot of that. How do they run these things by Tony Khan? Yeah, I'm gonna get in the car, I'm gonna jump a ramp, I'm gonna crash that car I'm in into the trailer and just hope for the best. Yeah, honestly, it's kind of insane how he does that shit. But man, at the end of the day, you know, faces win. I think this feud's probably over. Probably, I think. Probably, but I mean. I'm not sure, honestly. All right, well, moving like on. Anything can to... happen, you know? Yeah, anything's possible. Uh, next up, we get to Hangman versus Adam Cole. I'm going to have to be back. Okay. Now, you better stall and tell him about your chocolate shake or something. 
I'll spend five minutes expressing my thoughts on the Halo gear, I think. Uh, the Halo gear, Adam Cole had, of course. I hope some of you guys were going to get Pretty interesting. The uh, figures they announced. Getting things to one's kind of cool, besides the face sculpt and the dick out of box. Okay, that one. that's fine. Thank I really, I honestly, I'm just going to edit that part out, probably. I, well, anyways, we're worried before. Um, right, the Hangman and Cole match. Yeah, that fucking Halo. I think, personally, we'd be wrong to talk about, especially that talking about the entrance gear for Adam Cole. Yeah, no, it was just all over the place. Yeah, I appreciated what he was going for. I don't think it worked personally. Yeah, it just wasn't a good match. I, I think because he was wearing the jacket, it meshed no, too it much with that. It clashed too much with that. Of, you know, clothing and, and whatnot. No, the match was good. The match was good. Yeah. I mean, maybe he's not a fashionable guy, you know? He does wear the same That's more true. Everywhere. That's more correct. Cut down a lot better there. I think the idea was there. I just... I think he thought it would Watch look better than it did with the jacket on and everything. I think personally, if he went out there with just the armor and no jacket, I think it might have been better. Yeah. I wouldn't hold it against yeah, him to do an action figure for the Street Fighter attires Young Bucks had. I'm only kidding, I'm making that one design. So I wouldn't put it past him. Yeah, I guess. But, uh, I mean, they didn't have the rights to Street Fighter either. I'm sure it would. I think you had the rights to Halo. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah I'm sure so. they pay for the rights, but I mean, that's the whole thing. They got to buy the rights to, for, to use the Halo thing. So. But, uh, yeah, overall, the match itself, pretty entertaining. By this point, we were both pretty tired and yeah. ready to be done with this. But, uh, yeah, the, we're not going to hold that against the match because that's not really that fair. But, um, yeah, really um, good match. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of super kicks yeah, in this match. Could have done with a bit more story behind it. I don't it, know how many. But that's really my only criticism. Yeah. Probably oh, wow. the exact number. I the wouldn't whole be surprised if that was wrong, actually. Kicks. That's probably true. But, um... Adam Cole yeah, had a ton of those. I don't know if he was just like riffing off of it, kind of just figuring out what to do from where. But he was really going for those super kicks. Shawn Michaels was just having a heart attack. You know, number one person, usually that's a two person thing, but yeah, you gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. It's not loving that. Yeah. You're having an aneurysm over there, probably. Yeah. Well, overall, uh, the Red Dragon did try to it's get involved in Dark Order to stop that from they happening. They didn't have to go that brutal. And Adam they, they Cole loses the match to Hangman. And that's, that's the end of the fun. show. Why are you going to break your knees for what? <laughs> yeah. Right, the Deadeye. That looked like a cool idea. Yeah. I think it, Honestly, it was a cool did, idea, like, but it backfired on Hangman. Much like the Halo gear backfired on Adam Cole, in my opinion. Everyone really double gave it their all. I really appreciate yeah, it. That's why all the I think this is a double it, thumbs up uh, show for me. You know, overall, I think this shit was entertaining for the most part. 
I didn't fall asleep during this shit. I mean, probably because we were in a call together at the time. But honestly, I did I did find every match I, I could. I, so double thumbs up is fitting. No match was bad. Yeah, there was no match. There was no match here really. That was bad, like you said. So I think the one match. Overall, was like, I think there's double this thumbs might not up. Be good. I Definitely like, might check it out if you can. Good, but with that said, that I think that's it for us. Good, so. Yeah. I guess we should send it home. I guess. Right. I fully agree with that. All right. So go follow us on every social media platform. Everyone's everywhere. I would agree with that. Yes. reviews help us out a ton go on youtube subscribe like comment share all that good stuff and notification bell if you want to be notified of stuff and we will see you next one bye